0: Wow. Breathe it in, boys. Oh, this is the stuff dreams are made of. It smells like my grandpa. Uh Uh-oh. Looks like rain. We better get this baby home. Uh Uh-oh. Looks like you bought more than you bargained for. (laughs) Four-finger discount, dude.
1: Welcome to Four Finger Discount, Probably brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes That Nobody Gets Anymore, Facebook page and NoHomers.net. I am
2: Dando. I am Mitch. You've really gotten good at saying The Simpsons Quotes That Nobody Gets Anymore, Facebook page.
1: Every time I'm halfway through saying it, I'm like, did I say it wrong? No, no, that's (laughs) right. Keep going, keep going, man.
2: For the first three or four podcasts of them being our sponsors, you really struggled.
1: Oh, it took me three or four goes, didn't it? Every yeah. single time. Yeah.
2: It's the the at the start. You finally had bloopers. It wasn't always me with the outtakes. <laughs> it was just,
1: it's the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore because that isn't in their title. It's what yeah. it always would throw me. They needed Justin Timberlake uh, from um, the social network to come in with, drop the the. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're going to be reviewing Three Men and a Comic Book, but Mitch, you have something you want to discuss first.
2: Well, it's on the subject of uh, comic-related activities and collecting and that sort of thing. You're- I love collecting things. I-, I walked in here before and you said, I apologize for the mess, and I said, that's you know, no problem at all. Every time I walk into your room, I discover new toys yeah. and new things that I haven't seen before. <laughs> you were before. fiddling with them before when you I was looking- I was very taken by the pinky in the brain yeah. the thing that you've got, so it's basically pinky riding some sort of contraption that... Sorry, other way around. Brain riding some sort of contraption, and Pinky's in like a mouse wheel, I suppose, powering it along.
1: For those who are Australian, you remember these from uh, Happy Meals in the yeah. mid nineties, yeah,
2: yeah. So like was, Animaniacs and whatnot. I was looking at that, and it made me think of one of my favorite dad jokes of all time that came from a Pinky and the Brain segment. Now, yeah. it wasn't delivered by either Pinky or the Brain, but I think they were they were like trying to infiltrate Stalin or something. Like they were in this big compound mansion house thing in Moscow and the Animaniacs all showed up about halfway through and they're on these little mini cars and they're whizzing around the lounge room and like that uh, not not quite like the three-wheel <laughs> trike that you just gave me. No, they're more like, if you imagine the little things that they'd be driving around in airports, like that sort of cart. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think for some reason they were all wearing a fez. Okay. And anyway, the guy, so they're like flying around, the guy seems screams out, slow down! And then Wacko responds with, why? Everyone else is rushing around here. <laughs> <laughs> that show is so far ahead of its time. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got... All of season one of that show, and and most of see, uh, I I don't think I have every episode, but I've got the vast majority of whatever went to air. It, it's brilliant to this day to sit down and watch. Like there is a pinky in the brain episode that parodies the Beatles, and really? it's phenomenal. It's a- ten minutes of gold.
1: Uh, did you know Spielberg produced that show? Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely.
1: I did not know that until about a few weeks ago. I was like, wow, no wonder it was so good. Yeah, exactly. Because he won't put his name to anything that shit. No, lately oh, maybe World. a little bit,
2: but certainly <laughs> I like War of the Worlds. Yeah, well, it
1: could have been better.
2: <laughs> certainly for a very, very long time. Um, yeah, if Spielberg's name was attached, it was fantastic. But the other question I have, the green, you've got like a little green hog thing. Yeah. Is that the trash compactor from, from the, the Flintstones? Flintstones yes, and,
1: and this is the this is the elephant thing. So uh, this is also yeah, from the yeah. Happy Meal set. So basically, this was like the what was the elephant Was he like the la- washing machine or something? Uh, well, I think toy- he was the
2: tap. Ah, uh, maybe yeah. In the, well, in well the this sink.
1: this toy is you put it in the sink full of water, squeeze it, it sucks water into it, and then it's a water pistol. Yeah, yeah, it's a living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and what, what those four things? Oh, so the cockatoo as well. Yeah, the from cockatoo.
2: That. Um, he's from Fred's office, I believe. Yes, Fred's assistant. In yeah, the
1: film. and then the crab. Lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so that's Dana's little... Uh, it was fantastic. I'm going to
2: go home and watch the John Goodman version of it. That's the thing that I love about all of these toys. They're not promoting the cartoon Flintstones. <laughs> They're promoting the live-action film. I had the live-action film card set on my wall here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have so much shit in this room. Wouldn't it be great if
2: Wilma had been played by Tilda Swinton? I don't know who that is. Is oh, that a bad d- person? No, no, no. She's, she does a lot of work with Cohen Brothers. Um, was she the one that she's, was in? She's in Burn After Reading. She was George Clooney's wife in that. Uh, well, what's name?
1: the one you made in Fargo? Was she one in Fargo? No, no that's no.
2: that's Frances McDormand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She plays. Yeah. She's really good in that movie, by the way. She's good in every movie. Yeah. Frances McDormand, phenomenal. <laughs> okay, actress. but enough of that. Let's get to The Simpsons. So, three men in comic book. What were your first thoughts going back and watching it? For me, I was expecting to have more to talk about. It wasn't as eventful in the first half as I remember it being. It was good. It was funny, but I just thought not a great deal happened. Like, but wanted to get a comic mm-hmm. book, he did stuff to try and make money, and it wasn't, he didn't sort of buy the comic book of Milhouse and Martin to like the 12 to 13 minute mark, and I thought, wow, I didn't realise it was so far into this does, episode.
2: Yeah, it does come in late. I, I thought I,
1: the episode was more about that scenario as opposed to getting to that point, you know?
2: Right. I guess for me, I, I, my thoughts going into it or what I was looking forward to were just, there's a lot of iconic moments that come out of this. Oh, there's, definitely. Is this the um, the first Freddie Quimby speech? Freddie Quimby or Mayor Quimby? Mayor Quimby. Whoops. <laughs> Diamond Joe
1: Quimby. I thought the same thing, but Get I looked That on, punk's name. Yes, I looked on Wikipedia and it didn't have that it was his first episode, but I'm trying to think of when else we've seen him. He might have been in it, but not prominently. Yeah, in I'm the pretty past. sure we have seen him, but yeah, I don't think it was his first appearance, but it's one of his yeah. more notable appearances. And one of the first
2: times that he's really blundering, you know, in yeah. public, just completely out of touch.
0: You might say, I feel like. Radiation, Radiation man. man. That's radioactive man, Jerm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Stand corrected. Well, have fun and be sure to clear out by six for the Shriners. Get that funk's name. No one makes a fool out of Diamond Joe Quimby.
2: Then, obviously, the comic book nerd. Yeah, um, finally coming come into book it, guy. Please, sorry, comic book guy. My, my apologies. <laughs> I was looking at you, so I was oh. a little thrown. Uh, Mrs. Glick uh, making her appearance. Yep. And the other thing about this episode, so many cultural and uh, like television and film references throughout that I, some I remembered, some I'd forgotten. So we'll cover those as we as we go through the episode. This was the first time Batman appeared in an episode as well. Yeah, of course, yes. the ultimate. Yeah. Uh, just to get a discount on the pricing. Nothing <laughs> better than mate throwing on a little eye patch. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: also didn't realise
2: that this was the first appearance from Radioactive Man and Fallout Boy. I just assumed they'd appeared earlier, but this is, but well, well, Radioactive Man was in a comic when Bart went to the gifted school in Bart the Genius. Ah, you might be talk. he didn't talk. T- yeah, yeah. well, he didn't talk. He didn't even see what the story was. It was just that he had he a comic book it.
1: with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the comic book guy, a few facts before we get into the review. The comic book guy... Everyone seems to think, apparently, they walk at the MacGray and they're like, I know who you base that on. It's on this comic book store owner. But like, apparently, it's just meant to be based on all comic book store owners. Yeah. Like, it's just in general. And that's why everyone seems to think that it's based on their own because they're all the same. And mm. don't you think? Cause we used to have Card Mania in Geelong. There was a fat guy that worked there. He reminds me so much of Comic Book Guys. It's guy. a fat guy that works in every comic book <laughs> store, virtually. You just need the painting That's all you needed.
2: It's the exact same thing that happens with Spinal Tap. Apparently, right? there are so many heavy metal bands that will, you know, go up to Harry Shearer going, that was based on us, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, no, it's just based on all heavy metal bands, yeah. but they <laughs> yeah. all take it so seriously.
1: Yeah, definitely. Also, George Meyer says that the character was actually kind of based on a comic book store owner in LA who used to sit on a high stool kind of lording over the store with that superlicious attitude and eating behind the counter a big styrofoam container full of fried clams with a lot of tartar sauce. Yeah, right. But you've got to have the cash because <laughs> if you don't, I ain't getting off the chair. <laughs> you got to show me the thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how funny comic book guy. I, I find him funnier in this episode than when he's like in later episodes. I think it's more. He's more snarky in this
2: episode. Yeah, he is. It's that thing of really lording over his domain. Yeah, it's it's, it's my store. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm the king. Yeah, yeah it's it's, exactly. Uh, now you know the background of his voice. Um, Hagazaria on his high school. Roommate or something? College, college roommate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hank based a number of voices off college. Uh, yeah. either roommates or people. Like Snake was also based off someone that he went really? to college with. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, so, totally. But, then, yeah. Uh, but the comic book guy, um, I can't remember what the what his r- college roommate's name actually was. He was but, referred
1: to him as F, I think. Okay,
2: yeah. But he would have this catchphrase whenever you'd upset someone. He would be like, "You're on my list." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I remember reading that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As if that would make any difference at all. That yeah. some fat guy. <laughs> I assume that, maybe he's not, but anyway. But yeah, just some, no one in, in college. You're
1: on my list, Azaria. Yeah,
2: Azaria. exactly what would have happened. Uh,
1: also, apparently Mrs. Glick was based on, because this was written by Jeff Martin, this episode, based on an old lady that Martin and his brother used to do chores for when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Now, did you ever have to work for your money as much as Barton? Did I ever episode? have to work for my money? Um, like, did you did you have to do chores outside of the norm of like mowing the lawns, putting the rubbish out? Not, was there ever a moment in your life where you wanted
2: something so bad that you were willing to just go to like hit? Yeah, to answer this question, yeah, this is this is not great radio, but just touch my hand or hold it, no, no, keep my hand there, caress it. Yeah, have I ever done work in my life? No. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Possibly the softest palms. I've never touched a weed. <laughs> really? Got one once and it was pointy. Fuck I'm, that! No. Pay someone to do this. <laughs> yeah. That's why I got married. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> um, Jeff Martin said that they had, to, they had to pull weeds until their hands would bleed, which is where the inspiration got for Bart in this yeah. episode. And yet they were only paid two quarters for several hours of work. So this whole two episode, bits. yes, that sucks. <laughs> sucks. I love Homer's reaction to that too. Homer has some of the best Homer parenting advice in this. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Just the, we, we, I don't want to spoil it now. We'll get into it when it happens. Yeah. But, um, uh, also, for the Wonder Years parody, when it originally aired, apparently the song played during the sequence was Turn, Turn, Turn by the Birds, mm-hmm. and it was replaced in the DVD release with "Sandalwood". music. Soundalike, yep, yeah. Which, which is virtually...
2: That. I was listening very close to this. It's pretty goddamn similar. Yeah. I, like, it's its, it's amazing it's that that's enough same. to get around copyright law, to be yeah. honest. But anyway, hey, good for them. Yes.
1: Now, the original air date was May 9th, 1991. The chalkboard gag was, I will not show off, written in fancy handwriting. Yeah. And the couch gag Irony. was... They run at the couch, the couch falls backwards, and Maggie pops up over the top. That seems to happen a lot. Like, the whole family will fall off, but then Maggie's left there. It's kind of like thing. there's a few templates that they just
2: sort of roll through, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, it starts off with Marge and the kids on the way to the 12th Annual Close and Can of the Comic Book Kind Convention. Mm-hmm. What I liked here was the sign. Did you notice that they haven't bothered replacing the sign they just replaced the number by patching something oh, on top of it? No, I didn't. I there was like 12 different patches. You can see it's been sticky taped on with a new number. Nice. It's yeah. like, you know, how many days since an accident? <laughs> exactly. It was just like that, yeah. Well, I think this episode, I'd, I forgot about the whole convention side of things. This was before going to a Comic-Con was actually cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, Comic-Con would have definitely existed then. Yeah. But, but certainly not in the mainstream sort of way. Like, there's, it's one of those things that has really ballooned in the last, Ten years. People, guys at work say it's because of the Big Bang Theory. Oh no, no way! Well, before it's because of comic book movies. Movies, Because of Iron Man.
1: It's because of Iron Man. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that's pretty much exactly. what Iron Man started the trend.
1: If Iron Man wasn't a success, you wouldn't see all these comic cons going crazy. No,
2: definitely. Cosplay and all that sort of stuff is. I mean, it went from. It's not saying that cosplay didn't exist before comic book conventions and and or before Iron Man made them big, but they made rather than just a small, tiny subset of the community doing it suddenly, insanely hot people are doing it to now, get more Instagram followers. Like, it's, yeah. you know, you get credibility by going to these things now.
1: It created a whole, like, business for people. Like, really hot chicks are like, I'm just going to dress up as superheroes and people are going to pay me money to look good. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's a whole new world for people. I thought here in this scene, you know when they were comparing Richie Rich and Casper? Y- yeah. Do you think that was like a tongue-in-cheek poke at themselves the way Homer looks the same as Krusty? No. None at all?
2: No, I don't think it was in any... It, I don't know, it hadn't popped into my head in any way to be like that. They're
1: poking fun to it, but I thought, well, they did the exact same thing. I don't know whether they were deliberately doing it.
2: I'd have to look at... And what an actual Richie Rich cartoon looked like. I'm going to Google part it. Part so of continue me was talking why I do this. Part of me was wondering: is that just a joke that they've been able to get away with as animators by drawing them to look exactly the same? Yeah, but in true. real life they, yeah, you know, I have no idea. I've never read a Richie Rich cartoon. My knowledge of Richie Rich begins and ends with Macaulay Culkin. He looks just like Casper. He does look just like Casper. Yeah, so that's, they weren't
1: lying. That's very astute. Uh, this is also where we get introduced to Radioactive Man, and we sort of we realise that he's very much like Batman. In the sense that he's got his lackey and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's got his sidekick, youth, his youthful ward, and he says the words that he, as he's punching people, and he's got the catchphrases like "Hard enough
2: for you." Yeah, even, I like it. I like that even Lisa enjoys that. Yeah. Oh, on the subject of Batman and saying words while punching things. Yeah. I was watching through season three of Batman, the anima- animated uh, series. Sorry, not the animated series, the uh, the Adam West series. Oh, the original. Yeah, and by season three, they really started running low on the budget. Like they spent so much money so, on season one and two. And then season three came around, budget started getting a little so it bit wasn't more a, piece- So, it wasn't that popular by season three, was it? I don't, know if, I don't know if it was popular, if it was just studio kind of background, or who knows what was going on. It was one
1: of those shows that has like 40 episodes in the first season, though. Because Gilligan's yeah, Island's it, like, it is.
2: like 32 episodes in the first season. The like first I mean. two seasons were, yeah, like 80 episodes. Heaps, done. Yeah, yeah. And then they did the movie in between. But there's one fight scene in season three where it's obviously to save money. <laughs> Catwoman, I think it was from memory, had managed to create like an invisible ray. So Batman is Batman, and Robin are both fighting an empty set. Oh wow! Just miming being punched. That is genius. though. And then to add to it even more, it was like you know maybe Bert West and Bert West Adam West. <laughs> Whoops, Adam West, Adam West <laughs> and Bert Ward had to go for lunch. So then like there was a power outage. So then suddenly they're fighting in complete darkness. But then it would still just come up with pow across the screen. Really. <laughs> I Have
1: to see this,
2: it's phenomenal. That is so good. It's Batman is simultaneously the best and worst television you'll ever watch. It's the I'll have the back dance or the back two the bat two C. yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I'm
1: gonna have to YouTube that after we finish this podcast. Yeah. It has to be on there. Yeah, it would be. Uh, so they arrive at the convention and it's only five dollars to get in, which is quite cheap. Again, this is both before conventions were big. Yes, well, five dollars if dressed, eight dollars normally. Yeah. And then so Bart tries to pull the whole. Superman deal. This like a job for Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know the the reporter that sees Blinky the three-eyed fish was there? He runs past before he goes to the phone. Yeah, I was like this convenient, like some sort of phone booth handy.
2: Reporters are always near phone booths in movies, so that's 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 how (laughs) you know. I like that there was a kid dressed as Krusty. Just sort of keeps that Simpsons universe happening. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually it's a very nice touch because it's yeah.
1: exactly what happens at conventions. It you yep. dresses your heroes. Yeah. Uh, and this is obviously, we discussed Quimby screws up the line causing Radiation Man and cops some shit for it, and then the classic Quimby response. I also thought here that Otto had a decent idea for a comic book with Bus Man.
2: I thought it was a good concept. For a whole series or just a run? Just a run. Would you, like, like a real dark, like, the Punisher kind of thing? Well, I was or- ex- when he was saying, I've got an idea for a comic book,
1: I was expecting this, because it's Otto, he's just a stone. I was expecting this really shitty design thing. But it's like a professionally designed Pretty poster. Pretty goddamn
2: epic. He's also into heavy metal, so I think yeah. it's yeah. a very heavy metal-inspired in- thing. We glossed over, by the way, a joke that I was amazed that they let Lisa get away with Yeah. on the way to the convention. When they were talking about Richie Rich and Caspar, she gets a suicide joke in there. Does she really? What happens? Yeah. Um, It's when, like, you know, have you noticed how similar they look? I believe the line is, perhaps he realized how fragile the pursuit of wealth is and took his own life.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. Because he becomes Casper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like really, I, I watched that. and went, It's very funny, but also wow.
1: Okay, <laughs> uh, I remember hearing that, but I didn't even didn't process it.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. You've got an eight year old referring to suicide on television, but she like, does.
1: She just says that kind of shit all the time. Yeah, I know. It? But <laughs> it's still it, it's it, at the time too. An eight year old saying it on TV is a big deal. It's very risque. Yeah. like
2: suicide is still taboo. Like there are very 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 few shows that would tackle that.
1: I liked the. It was skipped for just a fraction. I thought having the old woman say when she's watching her soaps, she says "filthy," but genuinely arousing. That was fucking
2: great. Yeah, (laughs) I cracked up laughing just as she's satisfyingly rocking in her chair. (laughs) Now I mentioned Burn After Reading before, by the way. If you want a really disgusting image, imagine that she's on the rocking chair that George Clooney invented in that. If you haven't seen Burn After Reading, go watch it, and then I apologize in advance for for the fact that you will have just thrown up. So, they also then race off to meet uh, Buddy
1: Hodges, who played Fallout Boy. Hmm. Now, there is something here that I didn't like. And it's what we've discussed before on the podcast, is what cop shows do quite often. Milhouse walks up and says, we're going to go see Buddy Hodges, whatever his name is. And Bart goes, the
0: guy who played Fallout Boy on TV? Yep. Just so Yes,
1: yeah, just yeah. so the audience at home knows who he is. Yeah. They, they get a pass here. It's The Simpsons. I don't care. You had to do it. It's just, I cringe every time I hear that. Yeah, it's the worst dialogue in the world to write and to perform. Because Nicola watches CSI, her new thing is CSI, right? Yeah. And they just sit there talking to each other, but giving details that the other person would already know. I'm like, they wouldn't be
2: talking like this. Yeah, 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 that's... The one that I've always headed for it was numbers. I think there's some. I never watched it, but a I know the show you mean. actor in there that just everything is exactly that. Yeah, there's drives just, me insane. There was three people just over the, what they discovered so far, and I'm like,
1: the other two people are fully aware of this because they're working on the because same. Because they're, they're professionals. professionals. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <yeah, no.
2: laughs> you know what I did like about this part of the convention is that it was drawn exactly like even today. Like we went to Comic Con not too long ago in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, was Comic Con. It was Comic-Con, yes. Yeah, okay. No, no, it was Armageddon. Armageddon, yep. My apologies to all the Armageddon <laughs> fans out there. Uh, but that was, of course, to interview the delightful Maggie Roswell. But outside of interviewing the delightful Maggie Roswell, you're just walking past a whole bunch of trestle tables with cloth draped over them. Yeah. And maybe some people that you vaguely recognise and, like, Lou Diamond Phillips in the middle of it all. <laughs> it, it's just so many people that... I think there's a sadness to having your entire career just be going to those. Because yep. there are a lot of people that I don't think work anymore. There are some people that have made a successful career out of it though. Like the guy that plays
1: the Green Power Ranger, Jason David Frank. Mm. Like he makes thousands of it wouldn't even wouldn't even surprise me if it's millions. I don't
2: begrudge them the amount of money that they make. Yeah. But especially if you're living off that nostalgia factor. Like how yeah. com- how long can you live off of that? Frankly though, if you're an alumni from the Power Rangers and you're not dead or in prison, then you've you've already won life. Yeah. <laughs> there's only like three of them. <laughs> but I, what I didn't like about not that I didn't like about the expo,
1: but what I felt bad was for, like, the animators. There's, like, a whole row of, like, 20 of them just sitting there with all their drawings that they've done, and no one's even looking at them. And I'm like, oh, I just want to go and talk to you, because I feel bad for yeah. you, you know? And you're like, you know, no one's going to pay for their shit, because no one knows who they are. Yeah.
2: I, I, I loved that, uh, the joke that they had in the episode about this, though. Have your work evaluated before the bus like, Yeah, No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> so they go and they check out the radioactive man, like, old school
2: cartoon, which mm. is a funny piss take at the way cigarettes were treated. And in the tie back to what we were talking about earlier, also a reference to the Flintstones. And I was too, yeah. The, yeah, the uh, really funny, you can find this on YouTube, Kenya? ad for cigarettes with uh, Fred and Barney. Sort yeah. of. I think they, um, from memory, it's been years since I've actually sat down and watched this, but I'm sure that Wilma and Betty are both mowing the lawn or something for them, and they just duck out the back of the house and start talking about the cool nicotine taste and that sort of stuff.
1: And then obviously Buddy Hodges comes out, and they're told you not let him mention anything about the tragic well, the last few years of Radioactive Man's life. Yeah. So, but the only facts we can sort of get out of Bart's question is he was somehow shot dead on a bordello or something. Was it something along those lines? Yeah. And then obviously he makes Buddy cry. Yeah. And I just it reminded me of last week when I was talking about how we made the teacher cry.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little it, monsters.
1: Yeah, I love Bart. And they're just looking at each other like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they, they don't get that, that
2: it would affect him like that. You know. Yeah. I love how pompous he is. Like he plays, oh, buddy, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. again, like he is essentially Bert Ward. Yeah, and Bert Ward, I don't think is pompous, but he's, you know, he's walked out like he's a thespian. Like you know, he's he's God's greatest actor, and he's chatting to eight-year-olds about a comic book. Yeah, like that. But that bit I really enjoyed. And then Bart's walking. They
1: walk. He's walking out. I think he's walking out with Nelson, I believe. But he comes across radioactive man comics on mm. the comic book guy stall, and this is obviously the first appearance from comic book guy. I love here Bart's like.
0: It's worth a million bucks. It is my lad.
1: But I let you have it for a hundred because you remind me of me. Such a comic book guy thing to say. Yeah. And then Bart really, really wants it. Obviously, he doesn't have the money. He's only got $30. I like the touch of when they're leaving the convention that the Shriners are making their
2: way in. Yeah, that was a really cool callback little joke because yeah. Quimby was the one saying yeah. we have to be out of here for the Shriners, Shriners Convention. I remember when I was a kid, I always thought, who are those guys? I, just, I didn't understand Did it. you look it up? Because I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, I must look that up for the podcast. I did and that I as well. And then I never did. Oh, I, I, I look it up. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> I didn't even know who Shriners were up to
1: that point, but apparently they're sort of like a form of the Freemasons. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. And then on the way home, this scene was hilarious. How Bart is pleading to Homer that he wants his comic book guy. But I also liked how Homer enjoys comics as well. It's okay for a grown man to enjoy comics. I think he likes Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah. And Marge cracks the shits with him. Well, that's, yeah, that's not so much Homer enjoying comics. I'm it's just sure <laughs> that's more Homer <laughs> I, yeah, enjoying true. the 70s TV show Wonder Woman. <laughs> I like that he, he's asking for $100 and
1: then Homer's response is,
0: I need $100 for a comic book. 100 bucks for a comic book? Who drew it, Michael Melangelo?
1: One thing that bothered me, though, is, okay, Bart has $30. Mm. So why was he asking for a hundred? Shouldn't he be asking shouldn't for seventy? That that's something that just I feel like the writers just either realised and just decided to ignore or completely forgot because he asked thirty dollars again ten minutes later. Was he asking for a hundred exactly? He that? said, only, "Yeah, he said, Dad, can I have hundred dollars for a comic book?" Yeah, okay. And then throughout the episode, Homer's like, "I'm not going to give you a hundred dollars." Yeah, he shouldn't have been. He should have only asked for seventy. That's a nice. It's just a continuity error. Nice,
2: yeah, I know, but it's a nice, pleasing kind of number to be able to call out a hundred. Oh yeah, no, but they shouldn't have given back any money in the first place. You know what I mean? I don't know. What I there are a couple of things in this car ride that I really enjoyed. Yeah, there's the well Homer's line again. This is a tiny, tiny thing, and but dads would do this, you know, all the time of um dinner at Krusty Burger, my treat. Yeah, you're the fucking only income earner. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every meal is your treat. Exactly. The, the other thing that I like this is one of Homer's first little bits of like. I don't know what it is about this line. It's purely the delivery. It's a, But I really want it. Well, T.S. Yeah, I've got to- <laughs> I know, How good is that? No,
1: that, was um, one that? That's
2: the one that I thought you were going to say because it's tough shit, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying I get away I didn't, with it. As a kid, I didn't know what tough shit. Like, yeah. I didn't know T. I, I, you know, I never made that equation. So, this is one of those jokes that I'd watched. It's one of those episodes that I watched over and over and over again. And then, finally, one day, I'd, you know... Obviously, I didn't watch it for a while, and then I came back to it as a teenager <laughs> and heard that. It was like... <laughs> yeah, ah. that's the way, T-S. It just like, shuts him down. He's so proud about doing yeah, it. Yeah,
1: tough shit is fucking so good. It's just exactly how a dad would react to his son asking for a hundred dogs. Exactly. T-S. I don't give a fuck. And the way he says it
2: is better than if he had have actually sworn at it. Yeah. Like, if this was an HBO show, it wouldn't have been as funny if he said, well, tough shit. No, no. Just, well, T-S. <laughs>
0: Please, Dad, I want this more than anything in the world. Well, T S.
2: Oh, good.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I would have skipped over it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to Krusty Burger mm. and they've got the Splashmore gag of, we take a splash Splashmore," but he's saying, please, Dad, please, Dad, yeah, please, Dad. Yeah, that
2: was such a great... Fl- uh, that was one where I was listening to this just with headphones on and then I played that and my oh, Ash was sitting in the car with me. I was like, but bub, I just need to play this bit for you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I like that
1: Homer doesn't give in. Mm. Yeah, then, and I like
2: how much he celebrates winning.
1: And then he turns it around, on Bart. Yeah, Yeah. But I do like that he says that...
0: Now look, son, we all know that usually when you bug me like this, I give in. So I'm not mad at you for trying. So you've been paying attention.
2: And then we get the... The Marge flashback. So, yeah, the Marge flashback and the Selma and Patty origin story. You mentioned that the other night. Yeah, I'll let you just explain this scene. Yeah, well, so it cuts... Marge is explaining how all she wanted was a a child-size easy bake Oven. Yeah, yeah. And she, you know begged and begged and wasn't going to get anywhere, so then she started doing chores for her sisters. And, like, her sisters have got these, not angelic, but they're kind of higher-pitched voices in the... Female voices. Yeah, just normal girl voices. And then... This
0: gives us a lot more free time. Uh Uh-huh. Let's take up smoking. For months I worked and worked while my sisters smoked and smoked. Venus... Oh, Venus...
1: I like how they just it's just a subtle touch of animation when Marge is waiting for the cookies to be cooked, and she's like tapping her fingers with anticipation yep. on her leg. It's just little things like that I really appreciate I think yeah it's just you didn't need to do that, but it just adds that I really 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 want this finished you know I really, I'm really looking forward to it yeah um so then she suggests that Bart gets a job and then we get there
2: oh, well, first we get a great line from Bart. Uh, back on, oh, mum, you oh, already yeah. do so much looking <laughs> after Maggie. You, I couldn't ask you to get a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, then it leads into The Wonder Years. And I love so much that they got Daniel Stern in for this. The exact voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not just a sound alike, but like The Wonder Years is such a brilliant show. And yep. Daniel Stern is what makes it a brilliant show. I never watched it until like, a few years ago.
1: Okay. I, I remember it being a really popular show, but I just never really got into it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's not one that I would have ever sat down and watched from start to finish. No. Although, again, I do actually, I've got... All of the Wonder Years, and it's it's on the list. I think it it's was on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Shows you should have watched.
1: I think it was on like really early one Saturday morning when I got up. Yeah, before like rage or something. So I just watched it and I was like, ah,
2: yeah, this is alright. It's <laughs> some of the uh, good music. Fred Savage does some of the best looking off into the middle distance while he's waiting for the narration to finish acting yeah. out of anybody ever. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that they call this out as well in the Simpsons. Yeah. Home's like, what are you staring at? Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, stop. it. I didn't say it, and neither did he. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, I, what worked well, too, was that, um, obviously, they got David Stern. Mm, his brother was a writer. Writer, but his brother, who writes for him, also worked on The Wonder Years. Yeah. So the dialogue was written just as it would be on The Wonder Years. Yeah, you know? and it was perfect.
0: Get a job? Were they serious? I didn't realise it at the time, but a little piece of my childhood had slipped away. Forever. Bart, what are you staring at? Uh, nothing. He didn't say it, and neither did I, but at that moment... My dad and I were closer than we ever... Stop it!
1: Sorry. I remember when I was a kid, I'd never seen the Wonder Years. Okay, so, so I had no, no idea what the fuck was going on, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it, it was done to perfection in regards to parodies, yeah. yeah. So, commercial break, obviously. It's a good way to go to commercial break. Bart's looking around for money. My favourite way that he's looking for money is the lemonade stand. Yeah. And he's like, no one's coming. And Lisa, nickel like, beer. Yeah. <laughs> but Lisa fixes it up. Now you look pathetic. Yeah, yeah that's true. But he's giving
2: out Homer's beer for free. How much beer did Homer well, have? For a nickel. Oh, for a nickel, yeah. yeah. Basically. Uh, it look like... Well, how many cans are on there? It's probably a, a 24 case slab. Yeah. Whatever you call it in your part of the world. And, uh, Barney, Barney wants a, a freebie. Eat yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuts in no slack. And then bribing the police officer. Yes.
0: You got a liquor license here, young fella? uh My dog ate it. Gotta have a
1: license to sell beer.
0: Say... Writing all those tickets must make you guys thirsty. How about a couple on the house?
1: Well, seeing as how it's a first offence. I guess we can overlook this.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of the way he walked into the bank with, the, like, how he smashes the coins. Like, the, the collection and, from Mizanis. Just, his, just his, the way he says it.
0: Americanize this, my good man.
2: Like, that's a quote that if I lived in the States and I ever had foreign currency... That would be me every day. <laughs> every single time? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Marge's at the hairdresser. She
1: sees well Mrs. Glick's there next door. Mrs. Glick says that she's got some work for Bart at mm-hmm. her house. Now, Mrs. Glick, is she charming or annoying? Annoying. Very annoying. Probably a little bit batshit crazy. Yeah, she's very crazy, and it's not like the... It's okay to hate some old people for being vulnerable, and she's one of them. Do you think she's deliberately taken advantage of Bart, or do you think the character is just so senile she doesn't
2: realise she is? Uh, it's more about being senile, That's what yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's just,
1: oh man. I'm watching it and I'm like, I just want to slap
2: you. Yeah, <laughs> she's not an evil person. She's just oblivious. And I like Bart
1: skipping forward just a little bit that he's like,
0: Listen, lady, I can leave without screaming and I can leave without saying a bad word, but there is no way that I am saying thank you. You're welcome. All right, and off you go to spend it on penny whistles and moon pies.
2: <laughs> It him. was a nice moment that he was being respectful. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, understood that she's just old and a little bit crazy.
1: You just can't. Even like my nan, she'll annoy me. But you don't yell at them. You don't no.
2: yell at old people. You know, it's just there's that form of respect. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so soft. And and they bake cakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never yell at the hand that feeds you. No. I think that's how the phrase was originally written, and then it got changed throughout the years. Well, Mrs. Glegg's very much like an
1: old woman in the sense that you know they try and force food down your throat. Here, eat, eat. Yeah. And like, I'm not hungry. Eat. <laughs> yeah. Boys like to eat. And you're like, I don't want to eat anything, Grandma. So Bart is basically there to do the gardening.
0: You do know which ones are weeds? All of them? Good boy.
2: Comes in, he's all bleeding, and she gets the... The iodine. Right. iodine. It, here's one of the more iconic bits that you always remember. Yes, no, not the iodine. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell iodine is. Obviously, it's
1: a well, disinfectant. Is it, is it the red stuff that? Because we cut ourselves at work sometimes, and okay. they get like this red liquid, and they
2: put it on, and it stings sting like shit. Help. Yeah, okay. I think that must be it. Yeah. But yeah, I think in Australia it's called Betadine. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like it's, a it's probably the exact same thing, just a different, you know, different brand. It different works. Name. It
1: just stings like a motherfucker.
2: Yeah, yeah, but no infections for Dando. No. No staff. Yes. And then when he's... like, though, we skip forward. When he's out oh, in... Gone the- with the Wind um, parody in that animation, by the way. Where the camera pans away and it's just looking at the silhouettes oh, okay. on the wall. Yep, yep, yep. But when... We've mentioned this before. When Bart's out in the backyard, she's watching the stories. Fancy,
0: but genuinely arousing.
2: You don't want to imagine old people being genuinely aroused or artificially aroused, for <laughs> <to> that matter. <laughs> I love that they, were, they made her
1: ridiculously crazy, she was an annoying old woman, but they threw that line in as well. It's just very rarely would you
2: see a cartoon get an old woman to say that. Yeah. It's actually, this it, it reminds me, of, I was chatting with some people the other day, my my grandparents have been together for quite a long time, yeah. relatively recently decided that they would part ways and, fair and things weren't working out for them. Uh, exactly. Fair enough. But I was chatting about that with someone else who's maybe in their 60s. And this guy was just giving his general tips on marriage in general. He's like, well, there's a few things that you need for marriage to work. It's like you have to respect each other. um, Trust. Trust and all that sort of stuff. He's like, money can cause problems and, you know... sex life is another thing that can cause issues. And I was like, okay, given that both my grandparents are in their 70s, I certainly hope that sex life didn't play a part in their <laughs> breaking down. And uh, his response was, well, you know, old people can still have sex. I went, old people can have sex all they want, but my grandparents cannot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. So, she gives Bart two quarters. Yeah,
1: that's just rubbing it in. Yeah. Like, uh, do you 50 think- cents for all of that. Yeah, I think, like we said, she wasn't being a cheap ass. Just like, when she was back in her day that was a lot of money. Cents, yeah.
2: And this is where we get my second favourite line from, from Homer. From Homer, yeah.
0: Hey, when I was your age, fifty cents was a lot of money. Really? Nah
1: <laughs> Dan was great in this episode. Yeah, he was. He didn't do much, but everything he did was like even the are they
2: okay? They're fine, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, everything Homer says in this episode is it's, great. It's milked, it's yeah. So like, just to within an inch of its life, and it's yeah. all yeah. He, he mined every line that he has. I
1: I'm still going back to that TS, so underrated. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been in my top ten Homer moments. Yeah, well, and it, it won't. And it won't
2: ever work in real life. No, you couldn't say that to Nicola. No. and have it be funny to other people in the room. <laughs> it's just a ten-year-old boy pleading. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, before we entirely move on from Mrs. Glick, a uh, shout out would go to her relative that Bart- her brother comes across a yeah. photo of. Like, who's that? Held a grenade too long. Yeah. That's one of my favorite non sequitur scenes of The Simpsons. Like, when he's just counting through everyone that it goes for.
0: This one's for you, Kaiser Bill. Special delivery from Uncle Sam and all the boys in D Company. Yeah, Johnny, Harrison, Brooklyn Bob, and Reggie. Yeah, even Reggie. He ain't so stuck up once you get to.
2: Yeah, even him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not such a bad guy once you get to know him.
1: Do you think what would have happened back in the day? People holding grenades too long. Well, delivering, delivering epic L- monologues. Not L- <laughs> L- Del- monologues.
2: <laughs> be a good way to go though. Probably would have. I'm sure there'd be yeah, plenty of deaths caused by indecision. Like they're the holding a grenade. Hey Jeff, what's the time? Hang, Hang on. Yeah. Boom. Get a call from the wife. Yeah, <laughs> honey, I'm right. Yeah, I'll only be quick. Yeah. I just need <laughs> you to go. Frank. To <laughs> <laughs> <groans>
1: Alrighty, I think you're already in enough trouble with your wife We'll move along <laughs> uh, I've, I've said she's so far behind on episodes that it'll be fine Oh, it doesn't have to be the episodes Just here's Saturday Night Man You were virtually on the ground groveling at her
2: feet But yeah, I don't remember what I did But I think I was a little bit naughty Oh, you're, She says like every second word <laughs> Oh, don't bring that up <laughs> Don't If there are married men out there listening you, You're probably smarter than me I've never seen a man grovel more hard Already be aware of this hard. It's probably not wise to question your wife's speech patterns She gave him the look that he mentioned last week of, stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a little drunk and I didn't. And,
1: yeah, and then three more times he interrupted her. And then the fourth time when he interrupted her, it wasn't an interruption, it was a... (laughs) Laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing as, yeah, see, I'm right.
2: (laughs) I can't help what I find funny.
1: Oh, man. When you did the chuckle in the kitchen, I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the rest of the
2: night you're like I'm sorry I'm sorry they are all fine it's amazing what spending one night outside will fix yes alrighty
1: uh, so we get to the comic book store and Bart realizes that the comic book is actually gone it was because Martin wants to buy it for $40 mm. no
0: way what do you want can I have it for 35 no no freaking kids
1: all he says I don't need this I get a master's degree in folklore mythology yeah that's <laughs> so great it's, so what, it's the exact sort of thing they would have yeah, particularly yeah. with the rise of the internet and then Paul Milhouse wants to buy a baseball card. The one with the big sideburns. Yeah, yeah. And then Bart and Martin convince him to get... Well, put in for the, the comic book. Yeah. And then he comes back with the card. I don't want it. Freaking kids. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I can understand his pain at that point. Like, he's gotten yeah. off his chair. Uh, but before that, we missed, but then, the whole, we missed the whole... So many 30 bucks. Because if you ain't got it, I ain't getting off the stool. Okay.
2: I like Bart's desperation. It was like, but well, you can't have it. But uh, this might have even been earlier in the episode. Actually, you can't have it. But I must. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the only thing I've ever been for was to buy this comic book. I love how quickly Comic Book Guy turns to be a servant to them, though. Yeah. Once he shows them the cash. Yeah. Like we yes, got a hundred dollars. Sir. Right? Yeah. We got a hundred dollars <laughs> here, and we want to buy a Radioactive mate. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that I, when they buy the comic and he slides it into that plastic sleeve, you know how there are certain. Feelings that just stir up memories inside. I've I've
1: got that written down. I had the exact same thing. Like when yeah. you buy a new pack of football cards. For me, it was football cards. Football cards. Yeah. You treat everything. You're like, I don't want to break anything on there. No bent creases on the corners. Nothing. Uh, just
2: you know. If I'm buying magazines that I read often, so Empire and that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. If I pick one up from the supermarket and it's got a bent. Cover back, yeah. Put it straight back in and fine. I I never, you never pick up a magazine from the front of the row. No, you've got to get it from in the middle, where it's been sandwiched to perfection.
1: I was annoyed because when we went to just quickly went to Uluru, they had Empire magazine. It was like four different covers of Star Wars. Yeah, 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 collector's editions they did, and I got the um the color Ren one, but I didn't have my bank card on me at the time, so I put it behind something else. Right, yeah, it was the only copy. When I got back to the news agency, they had actually moved it from there and put it back where it was belonged, and they bent the corner and ah. I was like, oh, but it's the only copy, so I have to get it. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah,
2: but anyway, what was your story? Uh, well, I had an instant flashback to the first comic book that I ever bought. Yep. And, which was a Phantom comic book. They used to come in show bags a lot, Phantom. Yeah, they did. But mine was. Um, Phantom had like a couple graphic novel type releases. Like, they were. I think it was just a really extended run, not a full graphic novel, but yeah, it was the Singh Brotherhood, which was probably 150 odd pages long from memory. It's pretty big. Mm. And then, so from that, I then bought a few more Phantoms and some Spider-Man and that sort of stuff. But just that—that that plastic sleeve was my life. Like it, it, it all just felt so perfect when it was in that. And it was always a really nice plastic. It always felt really smooth on the outside. Yeah, that was all. I just, it made me feel really nice and fuzzy to see that comic books slide into that plastic sleeve
1: well it's for me also it was when they say Bart says breathe it in boys like for me one of my favourite things in the world is the smell of a freshly opened pack of cards yeah you know that I call it the new card smell Did you know what I mean like when you open a new toy or something it's just got that that plasticky smell to it it's just I fucking love it and that's I really relate to them when they're like, I'm like, I know what
2: that smell is. I know that smell, yeah. you know. There's a lot in this episode that makes me realise why we do this podcast, to <laughs> yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like, it just makes me think of all those things and I'm like, I'm such a nerd. Yeah. But but I
1: love All this shit around this room means nothing to the majority of the public, but to me, it means the world. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if people out there listening, obviously you love The Simpsons, if you have yet to check out a Simpsons comic... Do so. They are really good, Both Bongo Comics. yeah. They are really, really good. I, I mean, haven't for a few years. Neither. I still. When got, I was a kid, I, still I loved got one hundred and fifty in the other room. I remember reading them, thinking this could be episodes. Yeah, they like, were.
2: Why aren't these the episodes? Because they, they were. These are better. They're almost TV. the exact same structure. Did you ever read the one where Homer made his own colony or like his own sort of probably community? And uh, um, they, you know, he declared themselves a tax-free zone from the normal Springfield rules and that sort of thing. It, it was. F- it was amazing. Like it was, it became like this big kind of parable for um, communism versus consumerism. Uh, or oh, sorry, versus capitalism, not consumerism. But it it also had a great kind of structure where Homo is at the beginning of it, explaining like he, he has a little voiceover saying it all could have been so great, but it all went wrong with the salamis. Those horrible, horrible salamis. Yep. Basically, the salamis that he was giving everyone caused a revolt. But it, yeah, it was just amazing that. The structure of it was incredible. It, it would be of every Simpsons story to, that I've seen, or every Simpson's idea that's never been done on TV. I would pay any money for that to exist. But yeah, I don't know. Just if you haven't checked out Simpsons comics,
1: go out and do so because they're genuinely worth it. They're really great. Uh, so you get episode one for a hundred dollars. <laughs> it's worth a million though. <laughs> you get it for a hundred. And then we get the classic, like, the breathe it in, boys. They realize they're trying to walk three different directions. Yeah. And that's when it sinks in. Shit, what have we done here? And then we get the real cartoon uh, moment from Comic Book Field. And, uh, you, and you like doing the impersonation yeah. of us to do it.
2: <laughs> Looks like you got a little more than you bargained for.
1: <laughs> I can't do the laugh. I did a laugh. Comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, the laugh. The laugh's beyond me. Yes. It just highlights the problem, I think, of putting in for something. I'm so... I'm not against it. I just don't like doing it. Uh, especially when it comes to food. I hate sharing food. I think it's mm. just an uh, OCD thing with me, but... If we've got a big group of people... You sit there counting individual corn chips if you guys have had nachos? No, no, no. no. Or that <laughs> sort of thing? I mean, I even subconsciously did it on Saturday when we had everyone over. I had my own pizza. Yeah. I don't share food. I just... I don't know what it is about me. I hate putting in for food and people taking... what well, I don't know what it is. Like, I just... I can't
2: handle it. I hate it. Nicola's family does it a lot. They'll get... They'll get Indian, for example. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Look, certain scenarios, I don't mind doing it. Like, um, I guess for me... I'm not going to, more often than not, I'm not going to sit down and eat a whole pizza on a Saturday night, so I don't mind having a slice of one and a slice of another and that sort of thing. But I hate, if we go to a Chinese restaurant and there would be like, whatever meal it is that I really, really feel like, but then everyone else is like, well, let's all just get five or six different things and and we'll mix it all up. Like, no, because I don't fucking want your Mongolian beef. Exactly. Yeah. You kind of get... I don't like it when it forces other people's decisions onto you. i got yeah. no problem with giving my own decision to someone else, as long as I've still got enough of my own thing. But yeah, if someone else has ordered something shit, like... That's what it's like for me. That's, uh, you've explained it better. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cashew chicken. Yeah. No, no. there's yeah. not
1: going to be enough sauce on that. I don't want it. And it, it's a pain in the ass too when it comes to leftovers. You're like, well, who gets what? Yeah, I like if it's my food, whatever's left over is mine. Yeah, you know. But when it's a group, you're like, well, do I get some of that one? Like, well, I, eh? eh, Yeah, Jay Leno. Eh, <laughs> eh. <laughs> <laughs> can
2: have some of that But it's anyway, fun. so
1: yeah, so it just it highlights that problem of putting everything with presents as well. But
2: I think it works out better for you because you're paying less money. You're putting in for a present. <laughs> yeah, there's it's nothing better than doing that in an office. Like, what's the minimum that I can give but but I still $2. get my name on the card? <laughs> <laughs> Some people put in 50. And you know that there'll be some. There's always one person in the office that gets the. Like, is organizing it. And they're like, shit, we've only got $15. I'm going to have to put in 50. And they'll complain to other people, but they won't complain to the person that got the gift. No. Nah. So you still look like a god. Yes. Yeah.
1: Cut to the boys reading Radioactive Man. And we actually learn a thing here. We actually learn how he became Radioactive Man. Yeah. And it's, it's good it's, animation,
2: too. Reading the comic. It is. It was like watching Hulk yeah. with Ang Lee. And the. Some similarities actually to, to you know the Hulk's origin story, overexposure to yep. you know an atomic blast or radioactive An A bomb. Mm.
0: Good Lord, joke an A bomb yeah,
1: Becoming
0: Radioactive From this day forward, I shall call myself Radioactive man. So that's how it happened.
2: And Martin highlights...
0: I would have thought being hit by an atomic bomb would have killed him. Now you know better.
2: Bart uses comic book science to prove Martin wrong in real life. And Martin just accepts it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's fine then. That was actually one of the few moments where you get to see Martin as a kid.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, this episode. He's not trying to be pompous. Yeah. I do like how they're treating the comic with such respect. They've They've got like the... Or, or like tweezers? the little
2: tweezers That they sterilise Before turning yeah. each page
1: <laughs> But that's what it's like though like, you, you hate touching it With your hands You're like, I'm going to break oh, it Nothing worse than Leaving a fingerprint On oh, a fresh magazine Oh man Tell me about it Cuts to How they're going to work out how they're going to divide Who looks after the magazine Or looks after the comic I should say now, Martin's theory Would have worked Granted he would have Had the comic for that night He would have had it For an extra but day he, No he wouldn't mm-hmm. have Sunday? Because it was the one extra day, and he says it was rock, paper, scissors. Uh, Yeah, that's right. I just love how it just gets so blown out of proportion so quickly.
2: It's an amazing descent into madness. (laughs) Descent into madness. I've written down here that I reckon that this episode is Nancy Cartwright's best performance in the entire duration of The Simpsons. You reckon? Yeah. The way she plays Bart with paranoia is fantastic. It suits so well, this scene. It and doesn't this, seem too much, does it? It's, it's more... It's funny. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. Not, it's not it's, like... It's not, yeah, it's... It, it's it, it fits. It's exaggerated. It fits. Yeah, exactly. It's exaggerated enough to make it over the top and not real. But it fits ex- perfectly within the environment. But it's also just like, you know, she's given Bart an accent in it. Like that like, oh, wise guy. Like yeah. that kind of, you know, um, kind of Jersey. Brooklyn. One more step and you're a dead man. Yeah. Like, but he's just... <laughs> It's just perfect, like how quickly he becomes so distrusting
1: of everything. I've got here that Bart is the instigator into the whole fight mm. because Martin and Milhouse
2: are rather reasonable, but Bart's just like, no. The world's against me. You guys,
1: you guys are teaming up against me. It's just so
2: paranoid. It was like watching an old episode of either The Twilight Zone or one of the, um, like, a a Hitchcock film or something like that, where it's just someone that's entirely in their own head and completely unaware of what's going on around them. In reality, they just see everything as an attack.
0: We want to keep this comic forever, so the last one alive will have the honor of being buried with it. What do you mean the last one alive? Years from now. Yeah, sure you did. <coughs> Bart, don't push him. I knew it. You're both against me. Well, nobody makes a sap out of Bartholomew J. Simpson.
1: Everything that's said is just blind out proportion and paranoia. Yeah, and Marge interrupts the fight. Like you just start this picks a fight with Martin. Martin's done nothing wrong. Yeah. Pushes him around, a big fight breaks out. Marge interrupts with what s'mores shm- was it? S'mores. Yeah, and chocolates or something. Milk?
2: Just, milk. I oh, just milk Milk yeah, yeah. and microwave s'mores. S'mores cha- is something we don't have in Australia. No, no, but I learned well, what s'mores. it was. There's no way. I think it's There's s'mores. No. but They're like um well I, marshmallows. I learned it from The Sandlot kids. Did you learn it from the Sandlot kids? No, I think I just learned it from this is why you're Tremendous website for anyone that hasn't ever visited that yes. by the way. For everyone that's seen the Sandlot kids knows what a s'more is.
1: But I love how Mar- they're fighting, like, viciously fighting over this comic book. Marge interrupts the food. They become kids again. Yeah. There's but like- begrudgingly. Yeah.
2: They're like, we don't want to do this, but we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say no to a microwave small. Yes. It, that's That small It's going to get cold, and then where will we be? And how
1: great... We are saying it as we are watching before, the spinning around, the animation. Really good, it, yeah, yeah, been, like,
2: it had to have been hard to draw like that. I would have thought, because the room is shown from so many different perspectives as it goes around, and even just getting... The faces look kind of three D in this. I was going to say it's not like it's a flat picture. It looks three D. Yeah. yeah, like you, you f- it's like a. It's almost like watching or looking at one of the live panoramic photos that you can do, where you fully stitch together a three D environment and then spin around as if you're still there. Yeah. That was what this scene felt like. But you know, years before that technology had ever really been, you know, before you know, now it's on a mobile phone. Back then, that would have been really tough to do stuff like that. I wish. We could go and just ask the animators specifically
1: how they did that scene. Yeah, just really iconic scenes like that. Yeah. Was it as
2: difficult as we think? Yeah, because if cool.
1: this just set the Simpsons was made now, there'd be like two different documentaries about it on the DVD sets. Yeah, but they didn't think to do any behind-the-scenes stuff back then. it's nah. just if I feel like I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we missed out. Some on. wasted opportunities. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or gr- missed opportunities, not wasted. Yeah, how great would it be to have like just a DVD set of nothing but behind-the-scenes footage of the Simpsons from the early nineties? Just like a recorder put in the middle of the writer's room for an hour from back in the, like the mid or early nineties. Be amazing. I just wish they had done that. But anyway They'd probably need to be edited.
2: Oh, big time. There'd be a lot of just <laughs> Yeah.
1: How about this?
2: Nah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Conan, you're in my chair again. <laughs> Just while I, what, I've been ticking off the cultural references as we go oh, yeah, along yeah. this episode as well, there's a Lord of the Flies reference in this. I've it's
1: got a very Lord of the Flies feel to it. Yeah.
2: Well, the a direct reference is uh, quiet piggy or um, shoving an apple was. in your mouth. Yeah, that's,
1: what yeah. I, 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 that's probably why I thought it. Because I remember seeing Lord of the Flies when I was in high school. Yeah. And I, when, I, when I heard that scene, cause I know the piggy, they dropped a the rock on him or something. Yeah. That poor, poor piggy. Oh, man. That movie's... Terrible. terrible. Should have, shouldn't have been stealing their snacks. That is true. This is where Martin gets up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet. That's fine. He's clearly not trying to steal the comic. He's yeah. just going down that ladder.
0: One more step and you're a dead man. I have to go to the bathroom, Bart. Yeah, right, so do I, but you don't see me getting up.
2: And what I loved here was the animation of Bart with the torch under his torch arm. Torch under his armpit. Yeah, like holding it almost like it's a laser sight. Through like, his cro- um, I was about to say crossbow. That, <laughs> that steps things up a whole other. I love it. Like, it's like when you're watching cop movies and they're like holding the torch
1: and the gun underneath. You know how they hold, yeah, how they yeah. hold it? It was just like that. just the torch under the arm, the slingshot. Yeah. Uh, how long did it take before they stopped the slingshot with Bart? Or did they still use it? Because it was a very prominent thing that he used quite a bit in the earlier
2: years, but I'm not uh, sure... Certainly, it was, it was iconic as Raphael with his sigh.
1: And then Milhouse wakes up, what's going on? He's trying to steal that comic book. Let's tie him up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> straight, up, <laughs> straight to it. Let's tie him up. What I like is how reasonable Martin stays even while being tied up. Yeah, he's, he's like, rather he... polite through it all. <laughs> I do
1: like, though, that when... And I was thinking the same thing, too. When Milhouse is hanging... Hmm. And the comic book's against the the door frame. I'm like, well, they didn't tie up Martin. You've got yeah. to get it. And Martin straight You well, No,
0: if you guys hadn't tied me up, I could be saving the comic as we speak. Shut up! Shut up!
2: So, well, yeah. So while he's tied up, obviously Barton Millhouse, then they start. They have it. their falling out, and then we get <laughs> the yeah. uh, one of the Immortal Home Alliance. Like
0: Homer, it's really coming down. Could you check on the boys? They're fine.
2: Everyone listening is already well aware of this, but that room he was in doesn't exist. Completely made up for the purpose of that. And he's watching television on like a three-inch monitor. <laughs> I know. The crusty doll behind him. isn't Yeah, funny. one of those punch me clowns where like you can hit them, they'll just bounce it up I'll and just, then come back to the... The room. writer's room. This room is empty. What can we put behind Homer? <laughs> How
1: many hours do you think was spent deciding what was going behind Homer? We've, we did skip over two though in the first fight when it was the three of them. I was waiting for it, and I'm like, please have that music, please have that music. And the dun dun! Yeah. I just love that music. It's just, I think it's been used throughout the entire run of The Simpsons. It's mm. just, it means shit's getting real. Yeah. <laughs> so then, obviously, Milhouse and Bart, Milhouse falls out of the door, and Bart is willing to sacrifice Milhouse for the comic for book. For the comic book, he
2: starts trying to talk <laughs> Milhouse into it. <laughs> He's like, it's not that it's, far to the ground. It's going to be fine. And then Milhouse is like, I didn't even want this comic book. I wanted <laughs> the sideburns. <laughs> you know what this scene is? Amazingly reminiscent of two films that. Were not yet filmed <laughs> So Two 1993 films Immediately jumped to mind I thought you you going to say Die Hard When he was holding hands, group over the uh, edge No No I wasn't going to say Die Hard But the first one Cliffhanger mm-hmm. um, As the Particularly the moment where Milhouse's shirt sleeve rips yeah. And then Bart manages then to grab him, him again, Yeah Because Cliffhanger He can't reach her The buckle falls She should be lower Than she was at the beginning But yeah. then that's when he manages To grab yeah. hold of her And And the The, the fact that he's also um, You know just straining with one arm. The second one, much more obscure, uh, but The Good Son, and also slightly more accurate to what was going on in this. Have you ever seen The Good, Sun? No, I I the good no. Son? I have I'm going to completely spoil the ending of, of it for you.
1: How, how long uh, you? It was
2: 93? 93, yeah. yeah. So, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood uh, star in The Good Son. Now, basically, Elijah Wood is really, really good kid. Macaulay Culkin, come, I think he's his cousin or something like that. And he comes to stay with the family because possibly his parents have died. And turns out Macaulay Culkin's just like this evil little fuck. He's, you know... She's playing himself. <laughs> he's, uh, he's abusing animals. He's, you know, just... Really? He's, he's really, really bad in it. But he manages to do so in a way that doesn't necessarily have the mother of Elijah Wood realising that he's the bad one. The climax of the movie, though, the like she's trying to look after, you know, both of the kids... And the climax of the movie, they're playing near some cliffs. They fall. The mother grabs both Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin, and she's not strong enough to bring them both up. And Macaulay <clears throat> is, like, laying on the charm like you wouldn't believe, about, like, you can't let me die, you can't let me die. And But she ultimately makes that decision to drop him and lets him fall to his death down the cliff. Um, incredible ending to a movie. But, that would, I, again, the fact that we've got Bart hanging on to Millhouse, desperately wanting to save the comic book as well, but then ultimately making the right decision to save.
1: Yeah, I, I, did, I was going to say, I did like that Bart inevitably chose Millhouse yeah. over it. And even when he pulls him up, he sort of pats him on the back as if to say, are you all right? Yeah. You know, before he thinks, oh, I've got to grab that comic book. And then obviously the comic book blows off, dog eats it up, and just for good measure, lightning, lightning it. strikes <laughs> it. Lightning
2: strikes it.
1: The kids are just devastated, obviously. They spend 100 bucks. And when
2: you were a kid, when you had like $10, $100, a lot of money. Oh, yeah. If I... If had a hundred bucks get lightninged up now. Yeah. I'd be upset. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Marge rocks up, completely oblivious to the situation. Martin's still tied up. You can play your tying up game inside. Yeah. <laughs> what does Marge offer them? Like hot chocolates or something? Yeah, something like and Martin's that. Martin's like, if Typical I could, mother stuff. If I could, I'd put my hand up to him, Simpson. He's still polite, you know, yeah. throughout the whole ordeal. Obviously, next morning, or pissed down rain during the night. Love, this homer left his window down, opens a cart water pours out I I did it recently I left my window open and I realised it had been raining badly overnight I walked out the front door two of my windows were down I was like oh my god
2: <laughs> I've been lucky enough to never do that and it, yeah I could imagine it would just be the worst and thing and my in the world seat to come was to. just
1: wet and I was like <laughs> <laughs> my ass is wet uh, I'm trying to drive to work with my ass off the seat <laughs> doesn't work I've anyway. done that on really
2: hot days like you know old school leather seats yeah yeah well I've got leather seats yeah so that's a really good part of Australia, Yeah, just <laughs> keeping off of a car. I like that the kids, they know
1: that there's a lesson to be learned here, but they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's in the episode. So, final thoughts on this episode, Mitch?
2: Look, it's another really, really good episode. Again, oh, it's, it's really good, this yeah. one, I think, would speak to a lot of our listeners in particular, because it's a it's an episode that has a lot of jokes about, jokes or themes about what it is to sort of be an, a nerd. Be a geek, and, yeah. And have a yeah, geek and a fan of something.
1: Before we did this review, I didn't think there was going to be much to talk about, but I think when you've got someone else given their perspective, there is a lot. And I, I sort of forgot about the whole, like you just said, how it's just it's something that geeks can really appreciate this episode. Yeah. It's a good story from beginning to end. I'm really glad that we're really starting to get into the good episodes of The Simpsons now. its It makes the show, like doing the show, I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I really like this one. I really like this one. I like that one even better. What have we got next? Blood Feud.
2: Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. Hello, my name is Mr Burns.
2: <laughs> I believe you have a letter for me. Okay,
1: so trivia. I've
2: got one question here. Thank God really. for that. So, Cloris Leachman. I, I forgot that we normally do trivia, and I just gave away every bit of tidbit that I knew about this episode <laughs> along the way, so I'm ruined.
1: Cloris Leachman, who voiced Mrs Glick, mm-hmm. starred in which 1993 comedy film? Which 1993 comedy film?
2: Is she an old woman, or is she just doing an old woman voice? Playing, she's an old woman, yeah, and she plays an old woman in the movie. Plays a very similar character. But a more aggressive version. More aggressive version of a very similar character in a 1993 film. There's something about Mary came out later than that. That That's like Dumb and Dumber was a bit earlier than Dumb and Dumber. Uh, The Birdcage. Beverly Hillbillies. She plays a grandmother. Ah, damn it. Okay. Sorry, that was just me. I had no idea. I was just like, (laughs) early, early 90s comedy that might have had an old woman with sass. All right, I'll throw one at you now and we'll, it may as well go along similar lines. You threw it together very quickly. Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm very good with this. Daniel Stern. Yes. Obviously, uh, Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. Yeah. yeah. Marv. Um, Marv. yeah Marv. Marv from Marv. Home Alone. I want you yeah. to, to name me at least two other movies that he's been in. Can't tell you. Can't tell me anything at all?
1: I've seen him in things, but I can't remember Is it one
2: with Billy Crystal?
1: City slickers, yes. Yes.
2: City slickers. He was in. He was also in uh, a movie that I loved as a kid and hate now. Bushwhacked. One other thing that I, if I could, surely one other thing that you'd be able to know. You know my love for animation. Yeah. You know my love for underrated shows. Underrated animated TV show that he was the star of. Yes, voice of Dilbert. Was he the voice of Dilbert? Yeah. I think you might have mentioned that. Why Dilbert's so great? I think you might have mentioned that on an early episode. Yeah. Just Daniel Stern's voice pouring into your ears. Yeah. Dilbert is great. Yeah. There we go. Trivia. Ch- a little bit more of the Daniel Stern oeuvre.
1: Yes. We should get David Stern on the show.
2: Do you reckon we could?
1: Why not? All right. The worst you can say is fuck you off. You know what? The I worst you can gonna... say is, well, David, we really need you on the podcast. it really, it mean a lot to us.
2: We're
1: T.S. <laughs> Calling him David's not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I was thinking about this, though, to do with getting more guests onto the show. We've had a, re- a lot of really good interaction on Twitter of late. And Twitter, of course, is a great way to be able to contact a celebrity. Now, I know other shows where a whole bunch of interviews that they've got have come purely from fan sourcing and talking to celebrities saying, why haven't you done this yet? Why haven't you done this yet? It's direct communication to the source. Yeah. So, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, firstly, that's do some, that.
1: That's something we really want to boost up. We've only got like 300 or so followers, I think. Something like, we, like that. We really want to boost the Twitter. So, just do it right
2: now. You've got 10 seconds. Go to Twitter, at 4 Please follow us. We'd really appreciate yeah. it. And now the second thing that you need to do, well, 10 seconds, is about now. Yes. Okay, so you've got that f- created. You followed us. Okay. Now, start tweeting the people that you want to be guests on this show. Yeah. Include us in the tweet, but, you know, hey, at Daniel Stern, you need to go on at Four Finger Pod. Those guys are awesome. They do fantastic interviews. They're going to, you know, it's going to be great. You have to do that. Pretty much everyone. The only point of doing an interview is to try and talk to your fans. Yeah. So, if they know that they've got fans out there that want to hear their whatever it is that they have to say, that's going to be the best motivator for them to do it. That and, you know, heaps of cash, which we don't have. So, get out there, tell them to get on the Four Finger Pod and, you know, we'll tee it up. We want to do more interviews. We want to provide more content for you guys, but help us out a little bit. I noticed last week, well,
1: on last week's show, we we really pushed Twitter a bit more and the Twitter followers went up this week and people were really starting to interact with Mitch. Mm. Keep that up. We really appreciate it. Like Mitch said today, man, we've had a lot of interaction on Twitter this week. We do read everything that gets tweeted to us. Mitch will reply to you. So, at Four Finger Pod,
2: like yeah. you said, follow us. And it's, I guess it's a little bit more, it's certainly not R-rated, but the Facebook is like the whole friendly side of yeah. communication. Twitter's a little bit more adult. It's more personal. Yeah, it is, it is more personal. It's direct line into, I feel like as much as, everything on Facebook is basically promoting, but I feel like Twitter, I can just be a little bit more kind of... Mitch? Yeah, on more of a human level. I can yeah. just chat. So As that's- opposed to a host of a show. Yeah, exactly.
1: mail is here. Okay, before we get into the mailbag, you'd be well aware if you have listen to the show for the last couple of weeks that we have a donate page now on the on the website. So fourfingerdiscount.com.au dot forward slash donate. If you want to chuck some money our way, you don't have to, but we really would appreciate it. So shout outs to Alexis Fraser or Fraser, and Ben Kane, once again, for donating money to the show this week. Doubling up. Yes, doubling up. We did last week as well. So big thumbs up to Ben Kane and Alexis Fraser. really do appreciate the support. If you want to chuck some money our way, as I said, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. All done via PayPal, so you know it's legit. Now, Mitch. Let's get into some shout-outs from your end, or just straight into the mailbag. We're just
2: gonna get straight into mailbag let's questions. Yeah, yes, do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, because we've actually we've got some good questions to get through, through way, so yeah. I wanted to dedicate a little bit more time to it this time around. Now, a question and an apology goes to Thomas Kuzma, who originally sent this question in some time ago. Yeah, we've, we've just then, got, it just got
1: gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah so we apologise, Tom, but um, thank you very much for reminding us and jumping up and down like the little six year old that can't quite be seen in a big crowd. Excuse me. And if if you
1: also in the same category as Tom. Just send us another message, just remind us that you did ask us a question, because we know that we've probably told you, hey, we'll answer that in the next show, and then we forgot. Yeah. So, we didn't deliberately ignore you,
2: just let us know again, and we'll get to it. We're only human. Yes. I think. Mostly. Anyway, here's a question. Uh, Animal abuse is rampant in The Simpsons, by which I mean animals beating Homer in one way or another. What would be your favourite moment where Homer gets hurt by animals? The
1: one that came to mind was from Team Homer. Mm. When they're like, I guess no one can run for it when Homer's getting attacked by Burns' dogs. Yeah, And right. he runs to steal the trophy. Yep, yeah. and then
2: they just leave Homer for dead. Yeah, the dogs. <laughs> you just see him
1: coming up every now and again, just getting tossed yeah. in the air by the
2: dogs. Yeah. yeah, there's so many that it was hard to pick an immediate. I mean, the most iconic would be from The Call of the Simpsons. Uh, yeah, trying to rustle us up some dinner and having of them all course, there. Yeah,
1: now there was one thing we were trying to think of too was. Homer boxing an animal. Now I think it might be just a picture, actually. But there's something in The Simpsons where Homer's boxing, and it might have been a kangaroo, maybe. But he's trying to box something, an animal. And Mitch and I couldn't think of what it was. So if you're mm. out there listening, please remind us of what it is, because we we did a Google search and we couldn't find it
2: either. Yeah, Homer versus the goat because he just seems so like with goat just constantly butting his legs. He seems very, very kind Which of. What episode was that? Again? I honestly I don't even know what episode it was. I, I know just, there's a mountain goat in is the it episode something when something about him not putting out trash. Like he still has jack o' lanterns or something like that. I think. They're attracting, yeah. That's right. You lose the jack-o'-lanterns out. You're yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but the one that I've ultimately gone for is Homer getting beat up by the reindeer in Homer's phobia. Homer's phobia, yep. Be- mostly because as of all of the animal attacks, that's probably the one where Homer's deliberately putting himself on the line to save He's Bart. being noble, yeah. Yeah. And... It's still funny and still brutal and still, you know, you pity the guy, but there's just that little extra element of what's going on in there that I enjoy. Uh, so, thank you very much for sending that one in, Thomas. We just had an inbox, by the way, I just want to um, mention it. Jack Clark, who was
1: the guy who was building our website for us, so mm. big shout- thank you to Jack Clark. Big Watch. shout out to Jack He said Clark. he didn't want a shout out, doesn't want any money, like, he's doing it all for nothing, like, absolute champion. Mm. He's just said, mate, hearing that story about Mitch getting out at cricket has absolutely cracked me out. Sounds exactly like something I'd do. Thanks for bringing that up again. He <laughs> complete. He had forgotten about that. Yeah, but we need to make yeah.
2: sure. I make sure I remind you of it every single week for the next two years. Yeah, that's fine. Everyone <laughs> else that I play cricket with is as well, so that works. Yes. I uh, I broke a very inconvenient you know, inconvenient streak on the weekend as well. I had gone four and a half years without making a duck. Oh no, you didn't. No more. Oh wow. Yeah, it's a little bit of a uh, a lean patch for the old Mitch Grinter. Bold. Yeah, bold. Off stump, cut. Not only bold, off stump knocked a good five metres out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, I were looked you- back and the stumps were further away than the wicketkeeper was. You, were you like, oh, this is my moment. I'm going to earn my respect back. <laughs> I, I, a little. I was very determined. I was like, all right, I'm just going to... Maybe just that's why. Nice and solid. You're going to work on the fundamentals, just basics. Here's what happened. I was batting the, at number three, so we'd lost one wicket. I was having a chat with the other guy up the other end. I'm going, what's the bowler doing? He's going to look pretty straight up and down. Every now and then, he'll swing a ball back into you. All right, perfect. First two balls, pretty straight outside. Well, and truly outside. So, it wasn't a golden duck. No, no. That's what's next on the agenda. I faced two balls. That was fine. Anyway, so with that information in mind, I then get a ball that starts spearing in towards my legs. So, I'm thinking, if anything, it's just going to continue going on that way. So, I start shaping up to play the ball through the leg side when this dirty big outswinger just comes flying (laughs) past the bat. The exact opposite of what my partner, who'd (laughs) been batting for a good half hour, told me was going to happen.
1: And then, yeah, yeah. And it was just walk of shame. Yeah.
2: What's worse, the walk of shame from last week or this week? Uh, What was? No, last week was worse. But what what hurt was I had a Fitbit on my wrist, and when I uh, later on I was chatting with one of the guys, like how many steps you done today, Mitch? I are going oh, however many steps it is from here to the (laughs) middle (laughs) and and back back again. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. (laughs) Alrighty. So next question. Uh, Next question comes in from Lex Fraser. Lex would love to know, what is our most prized Simpsons item? I had a couple. Right? I was, You've got like a thousand to choose from yeah. just in direct. Will you do yours first? No, you do yours first. because Well,
1: I've just got... My things are... I've actually had them written down. was I do like that pencil tin up there. It's not one of my prized, yeah. but I do like it. It's from Hunger Jacks, 1995. Yeah. I just like that the Simpsons released like a, a back-to-school kit. I remember I used that throughout my primary school years. so yep. that's why it sort of got a bit of nostalgia with me. Yeah, I also like I've got every single of the you know those VHS tapes. I've got like yeah, every single one of the Simpsons ever released stuff. stuff like that. I also like Simpsons Tarzos, the Magic Motion Tarzos. Yep. Yeah, I think there's some, there's some there in the packet here. Yep. So, um, yeah. So um
2: yes, the Tarzos, that pencil tin, and the VHS tapes for me. Just, okay,
1: just something about the tapes, you know. Yeah
2: the the um, beer stein doesn't make the cut. It's <laughs> a pretty goddamn cool style. Yeah. My most prized Simpsons possession is no longer with me, but in a way, I'll always be carrying it with me, and that was the head-sized donut that I got from Universal oh, Studios. Yeah. Uh, that brought me more joy than any other Simpsons toy ever has or ever will. <laughs> the- did it taste good? Yes, it did. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not huge on donuts. Okay. Yeah. You're not huge on sweet things in general. No, no. But For me, donuts are where it's at. Yeah. I reckon the most... As far as like a, a, a possession or something that I... Uh, a collectible. I mean, yeah, like a collectible. You know, I actually only just went out and bought... I, I bought like four pairs of Simpsons underwear. Just cool. About yeah, I bought some ago. of that. Yeah. Mm. socks it. as well. I've got Simpsons socks. Yeah, I got Wears Wally socks along with Simpsons underwear. That's pretty cool. The yeah. like Christmas present? Uh, oh, it was a gift card. So okay, yeah. I, I had Essentially, to go, yeah. I had to go shop at a store that I would never normally shop at because it's a little bit too trendy for my taste. I
1: don't think there's any male fan out there that hasn't had a pair of Simpsons underwear at some point yeah. or socks.
2: yeah. But I just I liked the fact that as a twenty nearly a twenty eight year old I was going in to buy my own Simpsons underwear very That's proudly perfectly fine yeah <laughs> so thanks Lex for that one mm, thank you very much Lex now we have Stephen Chung everybody Stephen Chung tonight uh, he would like to know. Why I chose to sing that song, I think, is <laughs> probably running through his head right now. Uh, if the classic Simpsons episodes, such as Lisa's Substitute, were reanimated using the show's current style of computer animation, while keeping all the original voices and sounds, would the reanimated shows be better or worse? So, I guess, you know, essentially another way of asking that question is just, would you, would you like to see that happen, and would you prefer those episodes to the way they are now? I think that the animators,
1: I think it'd be cool, maybe 30th anniversary or something, is they pick their favourite episode from the first 10 seasons, so one episode per season, and reanimate it with the technology they have now. I'd just love to see the difference, whether Mm. it has the same effect, same impact. I don't You'd think it would have to if it's got the same voice, the same um, audio. But I think it'd be cool. Wouldn't you want to see an updated version of
2: Mr. Bergstrom? Look, I'm more in the don't-really-care camp on this one, to be honest. You, You did make a good point by talking about The Raven, and i think that that actually would be interesting to see what they could do with the new style of animation because yeah, there's quite a lot going cool, on in the moment yeah, yeah. yeah but by the same token i don't know that it would change it enough it look better visually but it wouldn't improve the feel of the episode i don't think mm. i don't know if it's purely nostalgia but i like being able to pick when something was made based on the way it looks yeah like season 4 taxi- simpsons had big eyes taxi driver for example would not be like it, it wouldn't be suddenly Dramatically improved or worth my while watching, if they somehow managed to figure out a way to make Robert De Niro forty years younger again, but then to re-film it using today's digital technology. Like I, I kind of, I enjoy knowing what period something is from, and there is a different kind of intimacy I think with a hand, you know, comparing hand-drawn to computer generation and all that sort of stuff, and it's difficult to replicate that. And I mean, maybe some scenes would be different. Particularly the night settings, like, the, the one thing The Simpsons do brilliantly now is any night... The stars. Shoot. The star. Yeah, the stars, and, and, I mean, ever since the film, like, it looks great. Shadows and whatnot. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd be more than happy to never see it happen. What happens a lot with
1: in regards to, like, sci-fi films, when they have, like, a computer or something, and they're, they're trying to, like, they're speaking to people in space, and they're typing on these big-ass computers from, like, the 80s or whatnot, yeah, and you watch it, and a part of me sort of laughs, going, oh, look how bad that is. But uh, the other part's, part of me is like, but that was the best technology at the point in time yeah. in which was, this was made. So, don't laugh at it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you got to respect that.
2: Yeah. Frankly, it, it, any story that's worth being told isn't going to hinge on those sorts of minor, you know, aesthetics. It's- I think Star Wars fans can appreciate the fact that things don't need to be tampered with. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So, final question, is this one? Uh, yeah final question alrighty so maybe, um, four, four questions for the mailbag this week because we just because of the fact that I had so many I had three and then you said to someone alright we'll answer that at this episode I have a Shit. habit of doing that <laughs> <laughs> this one comes from it's uh, Steve Gordon what do you guys think is the most underrated episode of The Simpsons I've just watched 130th 138th episode Spectacular Granted not a classic But for a clip show It's decent I think that the best Underrated forgotten episode Is Raging Abe Simpson It's got a great story Funny moments And great relationship Between Grandpa and Bart Great season that one Yeah it was totally Uh, But yeah Basically that What do we think Is the best underrated Or forgotten episode Mine was Moaning Lisa Okay.
1: Yep. I mean, it's like the sixth first, episode, the first Lisa episode. Yeah, and it tackles depression like mm. so well. But it's also got the great B plot of Bart and Homer doing the boxing game. Yep. I just yeah. I thought I remember, remember when we went back and reviewed it. I was so taken aback by how good that episode was. And my thoughts going back to watch it, I was like, oh, this episode's so boring. It's a boring Lisa one, but it's mm. not boring at all. It's really good. And yep. it's got that great moment at the end with Marge saying, "You be who you want to be." Yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah,
2: Moaning Lisa for me, I think it's very underrated. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's interesting you've gone for a Lisa one and I've gone for a Marge one because they're probably the two that the fan favourites, you know. I think they're very yeah. underrated characters, especially yeah. Lisa. Yeah. So, I... Now, this is, you know, people are going to probably say this and think, oh, well, you know, that's not underrated. But I've gone with this in the fact that it is never spoken about or very rarely spoken about as being in anyone's top tens and, and in general people don't look Can back I on it. guess it? Please. Is it Fear of Flying? No. 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 Okay. do you want to have one more crack so it's a marge centric episode yep early or later 90s uh mid mid marginal M uh no but close margin chains
1: oh, margin chains' yeah, great episode
2: yeah it, it is a truly a great episode. some great Lionel Hutz in there yeah um, <laughs> I'm not wearing a tie at yeah. all <laughs> uh, but no it's it's a really really good episode but I don't think anyone would ever like they'll they'll quote you, you forget little, it. they'll yeah. quote little bits and pieces from it from different areas but it's very rare that they would say that that whole episode is one of their favorites yeah um, but incredibly funny from start to finish.
1: Yep. Um, that's
2: well deserved, yeah,
1: that's well-deserved, yeah. So, that wraps up our mailbag for this week. We hope you all enjoyed our review of Three Men and the Comic Book. Mm-hmm. We've got plenty of good episodes coming up next week. As we said, we've got Blood Feud, and I think that's, well, that's the final episode of Season 2. We made it, man.
2: The entire season, we did well, it. It felt. It, does it feel like Season 2's gone faster than Season 1 for you? Even though it's twice as long, yeah. Yeah, somehow it just feels like it. only a little while ago we were starting Season 2.
1: But I feel like it's because we've found our groove now, The first season wasn't a chore,
2: but we're still trying to work, not just the show, work each other out, how we'll do it, bouncing off of each other and whatnot, what works best for us. I've just come to accept now that you're not always going to be wearing pants when we do this. And that's (laughs) fine, but it does take an adjustment period. Well, it's usually why the episode's are better. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. And longer.
1: But yeah, I think that I'm proud of this show now. Mm. And I'm not ashamed to say it. When I'm editing now, I'm just like, I really like,
2: I like editing the show now. (laughs) The guy, the uh, animator from Marge... uh, Itchy and scratchy, March.
1: <laughs> I'm so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I remember when we used to edit the first season, I was like, and even when people say now, oh, I'm, I'm going back to the start and I'm really loving the episodes, I'm like, really? You really? like the first season? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, it's like Seinfeld. He doesn't like you watching the first season because yeah. it was so different to so the, different the show. So different it became, yeah. I don't know. We must have been okay. People seem to like it. Well, I suppose, But yeah. I think we're much better now Yeah. than that first season. But yeah, thank you to all for listening and for messaging the page. And as we mentioned last week on the it's, Facebook yeah, post. It is.
2: It's like that first year of high school. Yeah. That you look back on it and you think, oh, Jesus, I was awkward. I didn't know where any of the buildings were. But when you were in the moment, you were having fun. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you don't meet new people and all that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: But like we said, we, um, we're um we loving the feedback. You guys, we're, we're hearing from so many new listeners now. A lot of people are writing and saying, hey, new listener, but I'm smashing through them all. Yeah. And it still amazes me that people are saying that listen to like 40 episodes in the last week. And I'm like, really? You spent yeah. like 40 hours of your week listening to me? It's crazy. But I'm not I'm not complaining. No. I love it. As Mitch said, follow us on Twitter at FourfingerPod. Mitch, you gonna start putting some more dirty stuff up? I know. I saw that you um. Uh, no, I was asking for dirty stuff to come yeah. in. <laughs> I saw that you've been contacting some celebrities,
2: which has been getting some good. A little feedback. bit. Yep. Yeah. I got to. Uh, I'll. I'll keep we- working on that.
1: Also, follow us on Instagram, just Fourfinger Discount. Uh, the Facebook page. I'm assuming you follow us. It's uh, Facebook.com/slash Fourfinger Discount.
2: Start mail campaigns, badgering all people that you want to see on the show to be on the show. Yeah, definitely via Twitter. And obviously- even tell you what, for Australian fans, even just local comedians, like if you know someone else that has a podcast for example and you know i'm sure that there would be a hell of a lot of really funny comedians like you know famous comedians in the third adam hills for example adam hills would adore the simpsons i know that he's spoken about it a number of times well, will anderson did as well yeah will anderson for sure so hit those guys up on twitter and tell them that there's this great podcast about people reliving their love for the simpsons and will you be a part of it well he reshared or was it retweeted our picture that i put
1: up yeah. Of Will Anderson did anyway. Do you think we would get them on, though, to discuss what they'd love about The Simpsons or whether they have to be part of a review? I think, I don't want them to sort of interfere with what we're doing. I'd,
2: I'd be more than happy to have them on as a guest review. Just part of the same Honestly, re- yeah. Just part of the review? Okay, yeah, yeah. We could go either way. I mean, it depends on whether or not they want to give us 10 minutes of their time or an hour and a half of their time. But I, I think people like
1: The Simpsons enough to give them enough of their time, an yeah. hour or so. Yeah.
2: It'd just be fun just to sit down and just and then
1: maybe we can do an interview separately or something. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. We'd love to hear what you guys, who you guys think we should try and interview as well, yeah. who you think would. This is wish fulfillment for us, by the oh, way. To yeah. so help us talk to the people that we've always wanted to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, as we said, you can donate to the show uh, fourfigurediscount.com.au forward slash donate. You can also check out all of our videos and articles and whatnot on the website as well. So thanks again for all the support, Mitch. Any final words before we let the people go? No, guys. Just uh,
2: in the great, uh, a little bit of life advice in the comic book store that is your life. My room. <laughs> Keep all of your most prized comics in the plastic sleeves that is right that means nothing <laughs> but <laughs> if, you, if you get down a microphone like that and pause a little between the words just makes it sound like you're being insightful see you later guys Shh.